Hi, welcome to the LNS Fables podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Sterling. And we're not going to tell you how many times we've recorded this opening today. Just kidding. <laughs> we're going to answer one of your <laughs> questions about writing our books or the indie author process. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at LS Fables or here on Spotify. If you want... M- if you want more writing tips and tricks or information about our latest releases, join our newsletter at ellisfables.com. Today, we're going to continue our mini-series on character work. <sighs> we made it. <laughs> so, one of our followers asked us a while ago about character death, because we have killed a few characters here and there. Uh, we're... So, because I asked about it, we decided to include a podcast on it in our character mini-series. So, death. Why do you want it, and sometimes why you don't want it? And I don't mean you personally. Yeah. This is not like a euthanasia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. It's about killing your darlings. Not exactly... Uh, Killing Your Darlings is that thing where you edit out things you love anyway to make your book better. (laughs) So basically what you do to me all the time. (sighs) I know. I really struggle over here. A moment of silence for Sterling's darlings. Anyway, death. Uh, I don't know if it was like really enough silence for all that I've sacrificed. (laughs) Alright. I'm sure that you're more educated on this topic than I am. But for me, I'll talk about why you don't want to kill characters sometimes. Okay. I think we've all read books where, like, kind of out of the... Or watched a show where out of the blue a character just gets killed. And it's like, what the flip? What just happened? And it's not, like, really moving in a, like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. It's just kind of a, like, blindsiding, why did this happen at all? I can think of a couple famous books where this has happened that I don't necessarily want to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a TV show where that may have happened. Okay. So you're talking about character death without any sort of setup so that it feels random instead of moving. Yes. It okay. just feels like a punch in the face instead of a punch in the gut. Okay. Um and why do you think it feels that way? Is it because you have less invested in the character? Yeah, so it, it's almost like just watching someone randomly shoot a stranger. So, yeah. But they're a named character. Yes, they're a named character. Maybe you hung out with them a few times, but like ultimately... You don't feel that much for them. You don't feel that much for them. So, when not to kill your characters, number one, don't kill them expecting an emotional response... If you haven't spent time developing their character and basically making your readers love them. Right. And, like, don't do it if you're trying to just, like, spice things up. Yeah. This is kind of a boring chapter. What if Bob dies? But, you know, we don't really care that much about Bob, so it's just a surprise. There's a little bit of shock factor, maybe, because we thought Bob was a useful character. But we don't feel emotionally... Yeah, but then your character, the main POV character or characters, are distraught. Yeah. And the reader's, like, not on the same page. It's almost awkward because yeah. the character is so sad that they died, but you, the reader, are not. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't, mm, you know, now. And maybe you feel a little bit for the main character, but mostly you're just like, 
It's you're it's, it's kind of like watching somebody burst into tears in public. Yeah, it's just awkward in a way. <laughs> it's like you're not on the same page. Yeah, you kind of want your readers to be actively on the same page or actively not on the same page and being like, oh, they're so stupid. Why are they doing this? But not like, oh, they're there. Uh, was Bob a nice guy? You know, it's like it's it's awkward. Um. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I I definitely see. Why kill somebody if there's not going to be a reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm... Why... It actually doesn't take that much time, page count-wise, mm-hmm. to make you somebody care about a character. Yeah. And if or you realize what I, that Bob needs to die, you could go back and put a couple more interactions with Bob a few chapters ahead of time. So, this is a bit of a spoiler for one of our books. Mm, let's just not name names. Okay. Okay, I think I can do it. So, one of the main characters in Contender ends up spending a cer- six years aboard a pirate vessel. During this time, she makes she becomes close friends with another pirate around her age. And you only see them interact maybe three or four times. But in each instance, this other character is one of the few instances of, like... Friendship, kindness. Friendship, kindness, um, understanding. So their importance as a character and, like, the reader's feelings about them are good. They're positive. You're expecting good things. So when that character dies later on and the main character is distressed, it makes sense Mm -hmm. that, that, um, that they're distressed. And the reader also feels something. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yes. You you experience that more as a reader. Yes. I I thought you were going to talk about an emissary. Oh, no. I'm not. And I was crying for that one. Oh. Huh. But that one's not published yet. I know. That's why I thought you were going to. So I was like, no spoilers. But. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, the one that you're talking about hit me too, but I more recently was weeping over the one in Emissary. Mm. All right, so the next book, uh, the the manuscript we're finishing right now. Yeah. What made that one so amazing? The one in Emissary? Yeah. Um, so they had a long-term dynamic. Yes. It was over the course of months. Years. Years. They've known each other for years. And they're, but they were never. Oh, you didn't see the two characters together that often. No, but there was a certain level of camaraderie. Camaraderie, and also like this person escaped a very bad situation and came to fight. Yeah, for what's right and for their people. Yeah, and they attributed their freedom. And their ability to fight back to the other character. Yeah. So they, so, so the main character in this case, not the character who dies, is really important to the character who died. Yeah. And is like low-key their savior. Mm. And then so when they pass, they pass in the name of protecting all that they love. And in the name of the character who watches them die. Mm-hmm. So it's like you gave... you. I was borrowing my life, basically. It was it had been stolen from me. You took it back. You gave it back to me, but really, my life was yours always. Yeah. And now you get to have it. Yeah. 
happily. I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, there's big emotional factors behind that character's death. Yes. Regardless of the fact that without even giving them much screen time, mm-hmm. there's big emotional stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. So don't kill characters expecting a reaction unless you put in the work to build a reason for one. Yeah. And then two, another reason why you don't want character death. You can you can kill characters or you can murder your way into a bad position. <laughs> so <laughs> shockingly, sometimes murder is not the answer. So sometimes. I think Game of Thrones does this. I thought you were gonna say that. They kill so many characters that they're famous for it, right? And they do it well in that there's big re- emotional response. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking want these guys like to die. Ned Stark. Yes. That was horrifying. That was a pretty bad one. But you get to the last... I'm thinking of the TV show in particular, because I didn't read a lot of the books. I read the first few. Yeah. I'm and the series isn't even over yet. In but the books. In it the is books, in the TV in show. The TV show. But you're getting to the end of the TV show series. And they've just run out of characters to work with. Yeah, let's think. The TV show, spoiler alert if you haven't watched all of the TV show Game of Thrones, we're talking about it. By, like, the last season, you have Cersei, Jamie, Tyrion, mm-hmm. Danny, Jon Snow, Snow, Arya, Arya, Brandon. Brandon. But this is, I mean, that's seven Reek. good... Reek. A.K.A. Theon. Yeah. So that's seven or eight characters. But Theon, liked... Theon, I wasn't. I wouldn't even consider like a main. I well, actually I guess... liked him more. Oh, I like uh, him. Was Queen of the North? What's her name? Sansa. Sansa. All the star. Most so of the you charts. have. So you have like eight-ish main characters. But this is a book that was had like what twenty or thirty viewpoints. Like it was Catelyn, insane. Rob and now Ned. you have to like throw them all together and kind of in, almost in an awkward way because Yeah. So you're thinking of when they kill um I can't remember her name. She was Danny's friend. She freed her. Oh yeah. Misandre. Misandra. With the beautiful curly hair. Grey worms. Yeah. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Um yeah. That was like like just out of the blue. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like they just ran out of characters. And characters that you would necessarily care about. Like, we don't care about Jamie. Yeah. We don't care about, I mean, I like Cersei, but I don't care about her. Yeah, I, I actually like, actively want her dead. Yeah, but I also enjoy, you know, what she brings to the table. Yeah. You know, Theon's done so many bad things at this point, he, he kind of has a redemption arc, but not really. Sansa's turned into a very bitter, dark person. Yeah. The characters that I cared about at the end were Danny, who goes off the freaking wall, Jon Snow, and Arya. Yeah. And Arya took a weird turn, too. I know, but I liked it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you can kill your way into a point where nobody cares anymore because they've had to stop investing in your characters. Or you're just in a pl- weird plot place because you don't have the characters you need to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's just, there can, there's such a thing of too much death. Also, we talked about this in our last podcast on character flaws, but if you, if you do the same sort of tension building thing or emotion eliciting thing that over and over again, 
then you do reach a point where it becomes less effective. There's like there's diminishing returns they for get, killing off. Readers get desensitized. Yeah. Or they just don't get attached. They're like, I'm not gonna like this new one because God knows when they're gonna get off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is definitely why you might not want to kill a character. So the other one that I would say real quick is like okay. in TV shows, sometimes they have to kill a character because the, the actor's moving on to a different job. Yeah. You don't have actors. You have characters that you can control. So like it should not feel like, has, have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? No. Well, Grey's Anatomy had a character um, and his name was George. Mm-hmm. And they just randomly killed him end of season because he and another actor were having a lot of problems. And they wanted him off the set. And they yeah, and they had to get like both of them off the set. Both of them lost their jobs over it actually, or changed roles or something. But you know, like it, you shouldn't have your readers go, oh, I wonder if the actor was having a problem with the other actor, and therefore they had to write them out of the script because it was becoming yeah. like a lawsuit oh. issue. Well, that's definitely not an issue as much in books. Right, but you shouldn't have readers thinking that when you're reading your stuff. Like, yeah, like I, they're, they're getting rid of it. We're because, getting rid of this character because they don't want them yeah, to write them anymore or something. You know? Yeah, because they're bored of them. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of fair. Don't take Grey's Anatomy as your... No. Um, your example for character death. No. I mean, Grey's Anatomy does a really good job in some cases, but like with George, they had to there was just so much drama behind the scenes they had to leave the show. I think I've mentioned this before, but I took composition lessons, uh, music composition lessons in college. Mm. And one of my professor, my composition professor was basically like, I don't care if you break the rules, but you have to have a reason why. So I think that kind of plays into character death. You know, you have to have a good reason mm-hmm. and you, um, for it to be effective, you need to build up that character. You have to have some sort of emotional weight on them living for them dying to have an impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't want to kill your way into a bad place. And those are, I think, the three reasons. Yeah. So when you say you have a good reason... It's not even, like, a good reason. I don't want to put, like, a, a, a qualifier on it. It's, like... You have a reason. It's plot-wise. It's character-wise. Or So, here's a for instance. What if you have another character that you, th- you know you want your character to have a romantic interest with later down this, the series, and they already have a, a romance character now, partner, so you, were trying, you need to kill them off so that they're available? I don't know if I'd consider that. I don't consider that. There's I, other ways to get rid of them. Yeah. But I've seen that happen in books, really? for sure. Yeah. I can think of a very, very famous author. Who, who did that? Who did that. Okay. Well, like, they can just break up. They don't have to <laughs> I mean, when I'm thinking about, like, the reason, I'm like, you, do you want that death to affect the character, your main character going forward? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want, I mean, them being, like, a widow or a widower mm-hmm. to... Like greatly, I would expect that to greatly change someone's psyche mm-hmm. to lose somebody they were in a, rom- a close relationship with, romantic mm-hmm. or otherwise. So that would be the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Is for this, or this person dies and it starts a war, or you know, mm-hmm. there. It's. 
I think a book is sometimes this chain of snowballing, almost avalanching events that lead to a climax. Mm-hmm. If the character death is one of those events, then that's a great reason. But if you're just trying to single them up. Oh, that's not a great reason in my mind. But you know what? Um, so long as there's a reason and you have the emotional, like, behind it, then it's not... I mean, it can still be effective. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we're talking about is whether or not character death is effective. Both as a pl- in a plot way and in a, like, reader experience way, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because ultimately you do want your readers to feel. Yes. That being said, killing characters is almost a cheap way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lazy way, in a way. Maybe not, because you have to build up their feelings for a character before you kill them. Yeah. But it, it has It could be way more interesting words. if they now hate the character they loved. Yeah, that's Instead true. of them just being dead. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of ways to have, like, emotional intensity connected to your book and death doesn't have to be one of them yeah but it is a good option sometimes it is sometimes a good option so when is character death a good idea uh when it logically makes sense that it should be happening they're all being chased by the lava monster really they're all gonna make out make it out of this okay uh okay so when it's it's adds to the verisimilitude Mm -hmm. of a story i think when it adds to the plot avalanche Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, when, without the character dying, you wouldn't have a story, like, character death, and then these are the things that happen because of it. Right, like, uh, I'm sorry, my brain just went blank. I, Land Before Time. Mm. If Littlefoot's mommy doesn't get eaten by the dinosaur, then Littlefoot wouldn't go on his adventure. Yeah. To find his grandparents. That's fair. It's a long throwback. <laughs> And also, I know it's not the only way to create an emotional response, but that's not... I mean, character death can be used to create emotional response in your readers mm-hmm. on top of other stuff. Yeah. You just have to set it up right first. Yeah. Littlefoot's mom's death messed me up as a child. Yeah. That movie made me cry a lot. Also, as a motivation for other characters... Um, this character died, therefore this is how I'm going to act. Mm-hmm. Um, revenge, sorrow, changing the world. Denial. Starting a war. Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I like yours more than mine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mine goes in a, like a dark, dark path. Yours is like, let's start a war. I'm like, oh, I'll kill myself with heroin. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... In general, it's it's a tool. I mean, that sounds kind of callous because your characters are your children in a way. They're like they're your babies, your your mind creations, and killing them <laughs> is a tool for. It can be a tool for plot, a tool for, um, attention, for emotional response in your readers, for all number, for motivation for other characters. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about character death? I think those are the big things for me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
Franz, Franz is our friend, and he's the one who specifically was asking about character death. And he wanted to know why we killed... Can I just say it? Spoiler alert. For Vassal? Yeah. Okay. Why did we kill Alphonse in Goddess, which is our second published book? I mean, I think the answer is because there was no way she was going to make it out of that one. Yeah. There was nothing left. Yes. It's just a reality on where her body was at. Where her body was at and where how the magic worked that we set up well in advance. So we're following our own rules. Yeah. That's another good reason for character death. When having your character live would... Break the rules. Break the rules of the universe. Um... Also, it was a hugely emotional scene. This was a main character, somebody we'd been building up and who building whose relationships we'd been building for like two books at this point. Mm-hmm. And because of it, it was also character motivation for another main character in the battles that occurred afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, deciding to work with the pantheon of gods she hated to get back at the people who were kind of ultimately responsible. Yeah. But for me with Alphonse, the answer was simple. We had no other choice. Yeah. Rules are the rules. Reality is reality. The body's gone. Yeah. What are you going to do without a body? Pretty much. Thankfully, we also had access to a god of death. Yep. So... (laughs) Sometimes you can get away with bringing back your characters, but that's another thing it's probably best not to do often. No. Because then people will stop believing your characters are going to stay dead. Yes. <laughs> um, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Love her. Absolutely love her. However, the girl did die like three times. <laughs> so you stopped believing that her dying would be permanent. Yeah. Gotcha. And I still love her. And I rewatch it frequently, as well as Angel. Love all the stuff that Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon makes. But, yeah, Buffy, to my memory, dies like three times. Yeah. So, you know, like, first time, fairly certain it wasn't going to stick, didn't. Second time, you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty bad. Maybe this will stick. And then by the third time, you're like, okay, I, I mean, obviously she's going to have to come back. Yeah. So. That's funny. You know, but, like, also, that's kind of... The supernatural, urban fantasy kind of vibe anyway. Yeah, it's like part of their thing. It makes more sense in some genres. Than in others. Yeah. Yeah, the more magic you have related to that, the more you can get away with it. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, character death, don't be afraid of it. Don't overuse it. And um, when you do use it, I don't want to say use it carefully, but plan it out. Yeah, don't be random. Be aware. Um, Have a reason. Yeah. With whatever you do, so long as you have a reason, it's art. And if you don't, it's a mistake. That The wise words of my musical composition teacher. Uh, my dog training mentor said, if you make a mistake and it turns into a trick, just name it. <laughs> and then I said, that's what my parents did with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, name your mistake, then it's permanent. Yeah. 
So it's like instead of you were trying to train, like take a bow, and the dog instead does like a rollover, you're like, oh, okay, now I was working on that, but you weren't. Yeah. Just name funny. it, just roll over. That's a great place to end. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, then, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us at um, LS Fables on Instagram or here on Spotify and join our newsletter at lsfables.com.